I'm excited about today's message, but before we jump into this message, I'm just going to pray and ask God for his help uh, because I need it and we all need it. Let's pray. God, today we just acknowledge that you are good and, and, and God, we invite you into this moment. God, we invite you into wherever we're at. God, we fight to give you our full attention. God, I pray that you would speak to us. Uh, there's a numerous amount of people that are watching, but God, speak to them how they need to be spoken to today. I pray that you would use me uh, however you desire to and that, uh, that the change would come to the lives of so many people. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. I'm going to start off this morning by reading a story in the book of Numbers. Uh, this is a story uh, about Moses. Uh, Moses, again, he leaves out of Egypt with all of his people. They've now been in the desert for a number of years trying to get to this land that God had promised them. And Moses finds himself in a bit of a situation. Again, uh, people are complaining. They're really, really thirsty, and Moses needs some help from God. And this is the story uh, right here in verse 7. It says this, The Lord said to Moses, Take the stick that is in front of the covenant box, and, and then you and Aaron assemble the whole community. There in front of them all, speak to the rock over there, and water will gush out of it. In this way, you will bring water out of the rock for the people, for them and their animals to drink. Moses went and got the stick, and he asked as the Lord had commanded. He and Aaron assembled the whole community in front of the rock, and Moses said, listen, you rebels, do we have to get water out of this rock for you? Then Moses raised the stick, and he struck the rock twice with it, and a great stream of water gushed out, and all the people and the animals drank. But the Lord reprimanded Moses and Aaron. He said, because you did not have enough faith to acknowledge my holy power before the people of Israel. You will not lead them into the land that I promised to give them. Uh, the other day I was, I was in my kid's room and I was, I was just praying. And as I'm praying, I, I see this, this picture on my kid's dresser. And it's just a picture of my family. It's a picture of my wife with my three daughters. And, 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 and as I'm in there, I got like really emotional I was having one of those like really emotional days. Um, we all have that one uncle that's had a little bit too much and he starts crying. I, was, I, I wasn't necessarily buzzing, but I was, I was feeling really emotional and I was, I was I'm just crying. I was so thankful for my family. I was you know, taking this trip down memory lane of where I had come from and where God had brought me to and what God was doing in my life. And I'm looking at this picture of my wife and I was so grateful for my wife. My wife is absolutely... She's absolutely incredible. Uh, they're, they're, seriously, like I'm like praying that she never realizes how lousy of a husband I am. I'm like a two. She's a ten on a bad day, and and I've I've ultimately have found favor called the blessing. She apparently got the curse, but I got the blessing because I got her. And so I love my wife. She means she means a lot to me. There's so much that my wife does. It's it's just not even funny. Uh, she's so good at what she does, I almost forget that she's, she's human, and, and I appreciate her so much. I care about her. Uh, she's selfless, and uh, she puts up with me, and she's really, uh, one thing I love about my wife is how consistent she is. Um, and that same picture were my three girls, my oldest daughter, Kova. Again, she's, she's six, going on 66. She's, 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 she's just a different kind of kid. She's absolutely intelligent. Uh, she's beautiful. She's so compassionate. She's always wanting to give gifts to other people. 
uh, one of the things that she likes to do, like when we're in the drive-thru, is she likes to pay for the food or drinks for the people behind us. And, and like sometimes I'm like, girl, that, that, that's, that's a minivan. You, you don't know how many kids are in that van. I, like, I think, hey, like, we'll, we'll do it next time. And no, Dad, we got to do it now. And, and I love her heart. I love her heart. She's a very compassionate person. She doesn't always use her words to, to express how she feels, but she loves to write these letters, and she loves to write these notes to me, and they, they always say, you're the, you're, the best, you're the best dad ever, and it means a lot to me. My middle daughter, her name is Salem. She's three, and uh, you know, Salem has a really, really tender heart. Uh, she's the kind of kid that just, it just breaks her heart if she hurts your feelings, you know? Not her sister's feelings, but like her mom or dad's feelings. Like when she's done something wrong and she knows she's about to get spanked, it's like what she did hurts her more than the spank does. She's really in touch uh, with her feelings. She, she loves to be close and loves to give me hugs. Every time I go barbecue, she's like, I wanna go with you, dad. And, and she sits there with me and listens to my dumb dad jokes, but she laughs, she's incredible. Got my, my youngest daughter, she's one. And she's, we, we haven't figured her out yet. Her name is Harlow. She's, she is wild. Her hair alone is wild. It's crazy. It's just, I mean, when you look at her, you don't know what she's thinking, but she's always thinking. I told them in the morning service, she, she, she could be the president of the United States or a drug lord. We don't know which route she's going to take, but we're praying for her. And um, I care about my family. I, I got really emotional in that moment because I, I care about my family. When I seen that picture of them, I was just reminded of how valuable, how much they mean to me. You know, every single one of you, uh, you have something in your life that's valuable to you. There's something in your life that means something to you, something that you really, really care about, something that when it's, it's hurt, it moves you with, with pain because you care about it so much. Uh, this could represent your family. Maybe for some of you, it's it's your future. Maybe for some of you, you really care about the relationships in your life. Maybe you're in this place and it's, it's your business that you've started. You, you really care about thriving as a businessman. We all have different things in our life that we care about, that are valuable to us. And I think it's important that we understand that God also cares about the things that you care about. God cares about the things that you care about. Now, he may not care about like little things like your favorite baseball team, but he obviously cares about who your football team is and things like your family and your kids. He cares about those things. Now, I know it sounds silly, but my brother-in-law, he shared this story a while back about this, this argument that he and his son got into. Uh, his son uh, had been collecting these Pokemon cards. He had this binder full of cards. One day he walked his dad through all the cards in there and how much value they had and how much you can sell them for. And he's just sharing all this information uh, about these poke cards. They were a big deal to his son. So one day his son takes the, the, the binder with him and he's ready to get out of the car and go to school. He's like, dad, can I take the Pokemon cards with me? And dad's like, no, I, I don't know that you should take them with you. Like, let's just leave them here and you wouldn't want anything to happen to them. And the son begins to tell him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep them safe. Dad, just let me take them to school with me. And dad's like, no, you're not going to take them. So they get in this debate, this argument over Pokemon cards. And, and at some point it hits, it hits my brother-in-law. It hits the dad. 
Why in the world am I arguing with my son over Pokemon cards? I don't even like Pokemon cards. It wasn't that he didn't care uh, about the cards as much as it was that he cared about what his son cared about. His, his, the cards were of zero value to him, but he knew they were of value to his son, and if they were valuable to his son, they were valuable to him. God cares about the things that you care about. The thing that keeps you up at night, God cares about that. Your kids, God cares about that. Your marriage, God cares about that. Your diagnosis, God cares about that. Your physical well-being, God cares about that. Your future, God cares about that. And we have to understand today that it's not just knowledgeable or good that you know what you care about. You have to own that God cares about what you care about. Because what I've learned in my life is if I don't own that God cares about those things, I have a difficult time trusting him in the areas of things that I care about. I want to say that one more time. If you don't understand or believe that God cares about the things that you care about, you're going to have a difficult time trusting God in the areas of those things that you care about. Moses, he finds himself in this this position again. He's in need of a miracle. He's surrounded by all of these people that are like, are complaining and they're like, Moses, we're hot, we are dying, it's, 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 we need something to drink. And Moses goes and has a conversation with God. He's like, God, the people are really angry. Moses probably wants them all dead, but you know, he's just, he's going with the flow. And, and God says, listen, Moses, I have a solution for you. Moses, I also care about what you care about. Moses, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go over there and grab a stick. This was a specific rod that, that, that Moses had. I want you to go grab that stick, walk over to the rock. There's a rock over there. Go over to the rock, get everyone around the rock. And once everyone is around, I want you to speak to the rock. And when you speak to it, that's how water is going to be produced out of the rock. So Moses, he leaves and he goes and he grabs this stick and, and he's now walking over to the rock with his stick. Uh, and as he's walking over to the rock, he has this like, this thought has to come to mind. You see, years, years prior, Moses was like in the exact same situation, exact same. People are thirsty, they're angry. Moses goes to God. God, they're, they're thirsty. God says, Moses, go grab a stick, but I want you to grab the stick, and I want you to hit the rock with the stick, and when you hit it with the stick, water's going to gush out. So now Moses is walking to this rock. Years later, he's gotten different direction, a different step God wants him to take, but he's thinking to himself, do I speak to it like God said to speak to it, or do I strike it? You know what I've seen in my life? When when the things that I care about are under pressure, when the things that I care about are being threatened, I have a natural tendency of taking matters into my own hands. Moses was feeling the pressure. Do I do what God says or do, what, do I do what I think I should do? In these moments where what you care about is under attack, you have one of two options. I can either trust God and what he says to do, 
or I can trust myself in what I think I should do. And typically, whatever you decide to put your trust in is typically the thing that you believe has the power to produce the outcome that you want to see. You see, Moses knew in this moment, I've struck this rock before with a stick and water came out. Moses knew, I, th I think I can do this myself. I, I think I've got this figured, I think I've got this figured out. I know for a lot of us in life, when the things we care about are under pressure, we, 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 go, into, we go into God mode. I, I think, God, I appreciate your advice, but I think I got this. And so we begin to apply the solutions that come to mind. And sometimes those, those solutions or those things that we decide to do, if we're honest, they didn't even come out of a healthy place. Can I tell you something? You should never make a decision if you're angry. You should never make a decision when your emotions are going crazy because you'll start striking things you were supposed to speak to. So Moses is in this place where he's so angry at the people, you rebels. And he's, he's, his emotions are involved. How many dumb decisions have you made when your emotions are involved? Moses had one of two options. I can trust in what he says to do or I can trust in what I think I should do. And he goes with trusting in what he thinks he should do. So he strikes it. He strikes the rock. You know, when he strikes the rock, it's, it's kind of crazy because water actually comes out. It says that water gushed out and all the people got plenty of water. Their animals got something to drink. Sometimes the decisions that you make will produce results. But those results are temporary. And Moses still missed out on the results that could have happened if he would have done it God's way. I know a lot of times there's people out there right now, you're looking at people that are doing things their way, and you're doing, thing, doing things God's way, and you're like, man, look at them. It looks like everything they're doing is just working. I'm trying to do things God's way. It doesn't seem to be working. I'm telling you, do not be fixated by somebody's temporary results. Keep doing what you're called to do. Continue to be faithful in the areas that God has called you to be faithful in. I'm telling you, you have a promised land awaiting you. Just because it works, I'm, I, anyone can do that. You know there are spiritual laws that God put in place, put in motion, that even someone without a relationship with God can apply and it'll work for them? But just because the principles work for you doesn't mean that God is in the mix of those principles. Jesus looked at people back in the day and said, have faith in God. And if I'm honest, I sometimes have more faith in a principle than I do in my relationship with God. And some of us have been in church for so long, we got really, really good at striking rocks and doing what knows to work. But when was the last time you had a vulnerable conversation and saying, God, do you need me to speak to the rock or do you need me to strike the rock? Moses had a move to make. Do I trust in what he says to do or do I trust in what I think I should do? God has this conversation with Moses right after he strikes the rock. I'm sure everybody was happy, but God, God was hurt. And you would think that God would be hurt because Moses disobeyed. Like how many of us out there, like we, we make mistakes and it's like, man, I hurt God because I, I disobeyed. And, and, and it's funny because God did not even reference Moses striking the rock. He says this, 
the Lord reprimanded Moses and Aaron because they did not have enough faith to acknowledge his holy power. God was more hurt, not because they struck the rock and because they didn't obey. God was more hurt because they didn't actually believe that he would do what he said he would do. God was hurt because Moses didn't believe that God actually cared about what Moses cared about. And, and, and in this moment, I think we have to remind ourselves, God absolutely cares about what we care about. And I think if Moses would have had that thought as he was walking over to this, this rock, you know, I'm, he's asking me to speak to it. I know I can strike it, and if I strike it a couple times, I, I've seen this work before. I, I, think, I think I can fix it. But, and he's over here questioning God. But if Moses would have just taken a time out, so you know what? But I know God also cares about the things that I care about. I know God's not going to ask me to do something and leave me hanging. I know God's not going to give me instruction just to watch me fall. Moses at some point lost sight that God cared about what he cared about. If we can truly believe this with all of our hearts, if we can believe that God cares about those things that you stay up all night worrying about, I believe we would be empowered to obey the word of God. I think this is one of the reasons why I admire our pastors. This is why I admire Pastor Rand. This is why you are in it. And I, and, I, and I can, he probably would never say this, but I can say this about my pastor, who's also my father-in-law, father but he's, he's my pastor. He was my pastor first. He's not going to speak to a rock he's called to strike. And he's not going to strike a rock that he's called to speak to. So many times, even in this season, we're over here like, Pastor, go do it. Go say this. Go say that. The people are going to think you're crazy. Pastor, go strike the rock. He's like, no. Because I know at the end of the day, I'm accountable to the decisions that I make. And I know that these decisions that I make don't just affect me, but they affect a whole lot of things. You see, when Moses made this decision, to strike the rock he was supposed to speak to, it didn't just ruin it for him. It ruined it for all those people. Jesus or God says to Moses, now you're not going to lead these people into the land that I promised them. There was people that missed out on what could have been. There, there, there was an older generation that missed out on what could have been because of Moses' decision. Can I tell you today? Be careful what rocks you're striking because the decision that you make doesn't just affect you. It will affect the people around you. I know God has a big plan and I know God can work all these things for the good. But I don't know that I want to risk God having to do all that for my lack of unbelief. Moms and dads, can I tell you something? I know what you love and what you care about is being threatened. I know you're tempted to make one decision and not the other, but can I tell you the choice that you make doesn't just affect you. There's kids under your same roof who are standing there and don't even know that the decision you're about to make is going to affect them more than you'll ever imagine. 
when you yield to the spirit of fear and you start responding to things that you think you can produce rather than waiting on God, I'm telling you, that same spirit will latch itself on your kids and they will become not what you say, they will become who you are. We have this tendency to pray big, bold prayers for our kids. I pray that my kid would be this. I pray that my kid would be that. I pray that my kid would be fully committed to God. But we ourselves struggle with trusting in the same God we hope they trust in. I think we have to, we have to as adults, especially those that are raising kids, we have to own for ourselves that our God cares about what we care about. Because if we don't, we're going to fail to trust him in those areas. But I've realized in my life, I've needed almost a little bit more, more motivation than just knowing that God cares about what I care about. What's empowered me to speak to rocks that I've been tempted to strike is not just knowing he cares about the things I care about, but also believing that he cares about me. He cares about Andrew. He cares about me. And a lot of us, we struggle. We struggle to allow God to love us. We struggle to allow God to be a father to us. A lot of us have so much on our plate and people are all looking up to you. And because everyone's looking up to you, there's a tendency to think that you are it. But God today says, I give you permission to look up to a father that cares about you. God cares about you. Yeah, I'm 60 years old. He cares about you. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a grown man. He cares about you. Yeah, I'm a businessman. I'm a leader. He cares about you, not just for what you can do for him, but for who you are. In this moment, when Moses is walking up to this rock, if only he would have reminded himself, you know what? God cares about me. God's not going to lead me in any direction to see me fail. God absolutely cares about me. For the person who can actually believe that, that God cares about them, I'm telling you, that's going to be one confident person. That's going to be a person that, that, that changes everything. And I know there's a lot of people on the other side of this camera watching wherever you're watching from. You know you better than anybody else. And anytime you even think about a relationship with God or you even think about God caring about you or your situations, you kind of cringe because you know you. And your past wants to jump back up in front of you again. And you stand there and you have allowed to determine how much God can or cannot love you. But I'm here to tell you, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He cares about you. He doesn't care about what you do. He cares about you. Yeah, but I, I, I always mess up and I have a tendency to do this. It doesn't matter. He loves you. God selected you before you even made one or two mistakes. God knows what you're going to do next week, and he still says, I pick you. God knows what you're going to do next month, and he still says, I pick you. Can I tell you, when you own that in your heart, there's something that happens on the inside of you. Some of you are trying to fix everything out here, and if you would just stay in a position 
to understand that you are loved by God, point blank, period, there will be an empowerment to come in your life that will cause you to do things you never dreamed about. God loves you. He loves you. And there's nothing you can do to break that love. He doesn't just care about what you care about. He cares about you as a person. I have this friend. I'm not going to say his name because I know he's watching. But he, he can't eat dairy products because it causes a lot of physical pain. Like in his, in his stomach area. He's like cringing, nearly in tears. And I'm like looking at him as he's eating ice cream. Like, why are you eating ice cream if you know what it's going to do to you? Like, you're going to be crying for an hour and a half about how you hate life and you want to die because your, your stomach hurts so bad. Why do you continue to eat ice cream if you already know what it's going to do? And he looked at me and said, if you only knew how much I love ice cream, you would understand why I deal with the pain. And I believe with all of my heart that's God's analogy for you today. I know you think you cause them pain. I know you think you're horrible because of the poor decisions that you made. But you know what God says? If you only knew how much I loved you, you would understand why I'm still standing here waiting for you with mercy and grace. I want to pray for some of you in this place. But more than me praying for you, I want some of you that are watching to make a decision. This is a decision that happens in your heart before it ever happens out here. It's a decision that happens right here. Have you ever, have you ever, has someone ever said, hey, you want to go to lunch? And then you kind of give them that, that, that answer, like, yeah, hey, we'll go, you know? And you, you know deep down, you know deep down you're not going to go. You didn't mean anything you said. Like, you know, you've had those conversations. Like, oh, yeah, we'll do it next week. And you, you don't even think about it when you walk away. But then there's a, those, those other ones where you look someone in the eye and you're like, hey, like, we are going to go to lunch. And I'll meet you there at, you haven't met them there. You haven't even really decided where you're going yet. But right here in here, you've owned that I'm going to meet you there. And you know that you didn't just mean it with your words. You meant it with your heart. You, you have control over this guy. And I'm going to ask for some of you out there to reopen this up to a God that loves you. I believe when you can reopen this back, this space back up to God, knowing he loves you despite all you've done, it's going to empower you to believe in him like never before. God, I just pray right now for those that are watching. And God, I just pray in this moment that you would just remove scales from their eyes. God, that there would be an illumination that takes place. That in this moment, they, they would have, that they would be awakened to your love for them. That they would be awakened to the idea that you would never lead them in a direction to fail them. That they would be awakened to a God that never fails. And in that, that they would walk in a boldness. God, I pray that they have courage to let you in. Wherever they're watching from, I pray that they have courage to let you in. I'm going to ask Tava to just sing something. And as he's singing something, I want you in your own words to say, God, I'm done. I'm done being God. 
God, I surrender my thinking for your thinking. God, I surrender my doing for your doing. God, I don't want to be God. I want to be a son. God, I don't want to be in charge. I want to cast my cares on you. Would you open your heart to God wherever you're at today? God, I give it to you. God, if you say turn left, I turn left. God, if you say turn right, I turn right. I know you care about me, so if I do what you say, I will win. If I do what you say, we will enter the land that you have promised. We let you in today, God. You love us, God. God, you love us. You love us, God. Out of your own words, just say, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. In your own words, God loves me. God loves me. He cares about what I care about, but he also cares about me as a person. Moses, Moses speaks to the rock, or he sees strikes the rock. I believe for, for some of us, we're going to have the courage to do what he says to do. We're going to speak to the rock. And when you speak to the rock, it's going to produce. But when it produces, I don't want you to be mesmerized by your speaking ability that caused a, the water to come out. I want you to be mesmerized by his love that cared about what you cared about. When you apply what God says to do, it will work. But don't for a second get it twisted to think that you had everything to do with it. Because behind that instruction that he gave you was a heart of love. Behind the move he called you to make was a heart of compassion. Moses got so fixated with his ability to strike rocks. Don't get fixated with what you can do for God. Get obsessed with what God has done for you. 
Real quick, if you're out there watching and you've never made a decision to put your trust in Jesus, you, you, you're like, man, I, there's something... There's something about God that I really want to get to know now. I, I feel like I've done life alone. I, I want to connect to God. This is why Jesus came to this earth to die on a cross for you because you didn't have the ability to connect to a perfect God. So God sent his perfect son that paid a price for you and I. So you and I in, in our imperfection can connect to God once again. You may say, how, how is that possible? You get your trust off of you and you get your trust on what Jesus did. When you put your confidence and you accept what he did for you, in that moment, you are reconnected to God. Has nothing to do with what you do. Has everything to do with what he did. You just have to, you just have to accept it. And if you want to accept it today, if you want to know what it really feels like to experience love today, I want you to accept it by praying this prayer. Say this. Say, Jesus, today I say thank you for dying on a cross for me, for connecting me back to God. My confidence is in you, not in me. Jesus, I make you my Lord, and I call you my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, I want to thank you for being with us this morning. I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, there's a lot of things taking place again here at this church in a couple of weeks. We want you to get connected. Celebration Church, we are not closed. We are not, we, we are alive and well today. And we want you to get connected to some of those groups that Fred was talking about. If you need uh, prayer for anything, you can, you can access us through that app uh, in such an easy way. Do not do life by yourself. You have pastors that are ready to pray for you, pastors that can get on the phone with you. Uh, we're here for you, and we love you, church. Thank you guys for being with us today. Have a great rest of your day.